1: Ask him to minister to you tonight. Ask him to speak to you personally. That that, that the word of God that will come forth tonight will be for you. That there will be a thing in the word for you personally. Ask God to speak to you. He will speak to you. He will speak to you father we are thankful and grateful tonight we thank you lord for giving us this wonderful opportunity to be in your presence once again dear lord we ask that you minister to us oh god we ask of your spirit to take absolute control of this service lord you know our weaknesses you know our inadequacies lord let not the self come in but let your Holy Spirit have his way. I ask, O oh God, let me be only a vessel. Mold me, reform me, and let me be fit for the master's use. I ask, O oh God, that your word will go forth and accomplish the purpose for which you are sending it tonight. We pray, Lord, that our lives will not be the same as we came. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah, why don't you take your seat with a clap offering and open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14. Tonight by the grace of God we will conclude our message on circumstances. Have you been blessed by this message on circumstances? I personally have been blessed, Amen. Ephesians chapter five. That is where we began. Um, Ephesians chapter five and verse fourteen. How many of you have been here throughout the series of this message? Circumstances, wonderful. How many of you have caught one or two of these messages? Amen. Now, if you, if you uh, if you begin a message, if you begin a series of messages and you miss a portion of the message, try and catch it on the podcast. Amen. Amen. There was a time past where we used to sell the messages, you know. And you see, the whole idea is for you to understand that um, this is not a church that is after your money. Do you understand? And I, I, I always stress on that. That um, it is not a church that is after your money. If we are ever asking any money from you, it is to do the work of God. If we are ever asking anything from you, it is not for anything else but to do the work of God. Hallelujah. And I can assure you with all certainty that this is what this church is for and this is what this church is about. It is about the work of God. And so for the time where we had to purchase the CDs or the tapes to make them to reproduce the message to give to you, we had to take some money from you so we can keep reproducing them. Do you see? Now when a means came where the messages can reach the people without cost, the messages were made available to you without cost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so when there's a time where we are raising funds for something, we are, don't murmur. This is not a kind of church. Hallelujah. If there is anything we can give you for free, we will give you for free. As long as it will build you up spiritually. Amen. This is the kind of church you belong to. It is not about your money. In the end, we are all hoping that we will go to heaven that is the main in the end we are all hoping that we will go to heaven that is the main reason so please never lose focus of that that our goal is in the end we make it to heaven amen Amen. Amen. that is the goal so never lose focus of that hallelujah that is why we come sunday after sunday tuesday after tuesday Wednesday after Wednesday, we are on a prayer line. We are coming for all night prayer meetings. We are doing all these things. It is that we will go to heaven somewhere. That is a reason. That is a reason. How many of you want to go to heaven? You want to go to heaven? If you have any other agenda, then don't waste your time. If you have any other reason, then don't waste your time. Amen. John, isn't that why we are and the time will come, you'll be amazed. I believe it was the same way with the time of Noah also. When Noah was building the ark, there were so many people who were laughing at him. And then, um, There were TV broadcasters. They will come around and they'll be filming him and they'll be laughing at him. And they will come and they will come and interview him. And they will come and ask, they say, you know, the forecasters, they are forecasters, professional forecasters, who have predicted that there is no such flood coming, there's no such rain coming. In the near future, we don't see it happening. So what what school did you attend? What meteorological school? Is that a school? Meteorological school. What meteorological? Is that a school like that? Is a school like that? (laughs) What kind of school? What kind of books did you read? What computer system did you use? What what are you looking into? What what are you what formula are you looking into to predict this flood, this storm that is coming, this rain that are coming, that you are building this mighty and the man's strength is what everything has gone into building this. He has left everything he's doing, and this is what he's building. And so they come and then they come and then they call him. Um can we have Five minutes of your time, and then he will come. And then they will ask him questions, and they will answer. Oh, so, the pre- I mean, the forecasters are not saying anything about this, but what? And then he says, he says, so they ask him, so where are you getting your information from? He says, God. <laughs> he says, God-, God told me. God told me that he's bringing floods. He's bringing this rain and it's going to rain, and he's going to, he says, God, where is he? He says, oh, he visited me. (laughs) And they are laughing at him. And then they think that, you know, this man needs to see a psychiatrist. This man is hallucinating. This man is seeing things. Do you see? And they were joking like that. They were laughing at him. And then the first day, the rains began and then they say oh is this the rain you are talking about he says yes because they have seen they have all gone in their in their boat and they are in the ship and they he opens the window he says oh um uh, mr noah is this the rain you are talking is this the one we are expecting he says yes he says oh this can, we have seen a three-day storm that has come mightily and oh this cannot be a threat to national safety. You see? And then the second day, it's still raining. So how many days do you expect this? This is the second day, but it looks like it's lightening up. And then the forecasters will come. Oh, um, we anticipate that this storm is a sudden storm. We didn't we didn't see it in the forecast, but looking in the weather system and reading this and predicting, we anticipate that this is going to last for about three or four days and there might be a need for evacuation of these people who are in these low plains and those people who are in these high plains should move to this place and all and, oh, sorts so of prediction. And they were there and then the rains came and then it came and then it came and then it came. And I believe that when it came and the people were floating in it, and then, Mr. Noah! So, it says, we have seen this before. You see, and that is how it will be. You see, that is how it will be. It's as if we are joking. It's as if we are joking. We come and we go and we come and we go. So, do not lose focus. That our aim, our goal is to go to heaven. That is why, that is why we are going and we are coming. It is to go to heaven. And it's our, it's our, it's our, it's our dream and it's, it is our desire that all of us, none of us will be left behind. None of us will be left behind. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So please, whenever there's a series of messages that we are preaching, they are for you. Amen. And so if you miss a portion, listen to the message and you'll be blessed. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Sometimes I myself, when I listen to the message, I feel so blessed. And, you know, I wasn't even blessed preparing the message. But when I'm listening to the message and I'm really blessed, I say, wow, that's a powerful message. I am blessed. Oh, yes. This is for me also. I'm part of the church. I am also a member of this church. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Sonia, you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. Yes. Yes. I get blessed also. Amen. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 5, we read verse 14 and 15. We said, wherefore he saith, awake. Thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. That we walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Hallelujah. Beloved, God is expecting us to walk wisely in this world. Amen. And he says, we should walk circumspectly, means inspecting the things that are around us. Taking note of the things, the circumstances, the things that's around us. Be vigilant of the circumstances. Be mindful of the circumstances. Now, it means that if you are not mindful of your circumstances, if you don't take note of your circumstances, you will walk as fools. You will walk as fools and not as wise. Hallelujah. And we say that circumstances are the things that stand around us. Circumstances must always be differentiated from demons. Circumstances are not demons. Hallelujah. Marriage is not a demonic thing. Having a job is not a demonic thing. Hallelujah. Going to school, having a career, is not a demonic thing. Having children is not a demonic thing. Amen. Making more money is not a demonic thing. But we are saying that these circumstances, is it a demonic thing if you want to buy a nice house? Is it a demonic thing if you want to buy a nice car, to drive in a nice car? these are not demons. Is it a demonic thing to wear nice clothes? To wear nice shoes? These are not demonic things. But we are saying that these circumstances, these things that stand around us, these things that pertain to our daily life, circumstances, they can also do the same things as demons. Hence, we need to work circumspectly. Hence, we need to be vigilant of these circumstances. Else, they can be as demons. What do demons do? Demons cause us to not do the work of God. Demons prevent us from doing the work of God. The more of the work of God we do, the more of the attacks of demons. Hallelujah. But we are not ignorant of their devices. Amen. Amen. We are not ignorant of their devices. So we're saying that if demons can prevent us from doing the work of God, then circumstances also can prevent us. That is why I am saying that be careful that you differentiate them and see that these are not demons. And even the more we share about demons, don't attribute your circumstances, all the things, to demons. And blame everything on demons. Amen. Sometimes it is you not being wise. Sometimes you are not walking circumspectly, And that is also preventing you from doing the work of God. So we went through some few things that we need to do with circumstances. And we say that we need to, you see, because we are saying that circumstances prevent us from doing the work of God. From fulfilling the word of God. So, so, anything that we want to do for God, the things that are around us, again, I want to stress, not demons, but the things that are around us which can prevent us from doing the work of God must be identified. We ought to identify the things that stand around us, the things that we have to deal with every day, such as our marriage. Our jobs, our children, our school, career. What else? Marriage. So as relationship with our other relationships. All these things that can stand around us. We need to identify them that they don't stand in our way of serving God. And do not prevent us from doing what we need to do for God. Amen. Amen. We also said we need to determine the type of circumstance. Whether it's a major circumstance or a minor circumstance. Some circumstances are minor and they can be ignored. They can be overlooked. Amen. We also said circumstances can be avoidable or unavoidable. Isn't that so? There are certain things that we can avoid. There are certain things that we can leave for people who don't serve God. That's right. Amen. Amen. There are certain things that Christians should not be involved in. There are certain things that when you take upon yourself, it will by all means prevent you from doing the work of God. Amen. Amen. What else did we say? We said circumstances can be of relative importance. That means you need to categorize your circumstances as important and not important. Hallelujah. Amen. So we've been sharing so many things about circumstances. We've been talking about how that your circumstances must not move you. You must not be moved by your circumstances. All these messages are available for you to listen to. And we shared so many things on this. We said you must not be moved by your circumstances. Hallelujah. We read a scripture in Acts chapter 20. And Acts chapter 20, we saw when Paul invited the elders of the church to have a meeting with them. You see, there are so many things that can prevent us also from doing the work of God. Do you understand? You see, don't ever assume, don't ever assume that the work of God or coming to church is so easy for certain people. It is, oh, as for the pastor, it's easy for him. As for the shepherds, as for this one, it's easy. It's not easy for anyone. But you have to force. The the system, the, the world we live in is not designed anywhere for you to serve God. It's not designed in any means to enable you to serve God. If there's anything at all, it's to prevent you from serving God. You take a look at anything that is around you. It is to prevent you from serving God. Amen. My kids' school, for instance, every activity that they want to have in the school, it is on Tuesdays. Tuesday evening. Every activity for the children is on Tuesday evening. What a circumstance. (laughs) And even in the town that we live, major activities that involves every, every citizen that lives in the town or every resident that lives in the town, major activities, they are on Sundays. Sundays. And that precisely the time that we are having our service. Circumstances. But the scripture is teaching us to walk circumspectly. And be wise and not as fools. Hallelujah. Amen. So Paul, we read a scripture in Acts chapter 20. And... Paul invited these elders when he came to Miletus. He invited them to come and fellowship with him and share some important things with him. And when, he, when they came, he said, he, they've been serving God. He says, verse 19, he says, Serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears. With many tears and temptations. Which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. But I've showed you and I've taught you publicly and from house to house. I have taught you publicly and from house to house. He says he did not keep anything back. If it was profitable to the church. If it was profitable to the church. He did not keep it back if I must come and have rehearsals and it will be profitable to the church that the choir can sing well, I will not keep it back. If I must rehearse the song, I must rehearse the song, I am leading the song and I have to rehearse it and rehearse. I will rehearse it and rehearse it. I will not keep anything back if it's going to be profitable. Amen. Amen. That is what he means. And he says that, yes, yes, i went home and my 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 husband didn't treat me well i was crying but as far as the thing that i need to do for god as far as the thing he says in tears i was rehearsing in tears i went to the bathroom in tears i was sad the way he treated me but i went to the bathroom and i was rehearsing the song singing to make sure that when i come to church on sunday I will minister powerfully. That it will be profitable to the church. Anything that will be profitable to the church. I did not hold back. The church must not suffer. The church must not suffer. Sometimes the church suffers from unnecessary circumstances. Things that can be avoided. We make the church suffer for it. Amen. Amen. But Paul said, I did not hold back anything. Amen. So we um, we shared last week, we talked about ignoring some circumstances. Amen. Ignoring some circumstances. You see, you need to be, you see, that's why Tuesday service is for people who are very mature. Do you understand? It is for people who are very mature, people who Who understands spiritual things? Amen. Otherwise, you say, how can you ignore circumstances? Things that pertain to your life, how can you ignore them? It's not possible to ignore them. Isn't that so? It's not possible. Hallelujah. It's not possible to ignore them. So we read a scripture in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Are you enjoying the revision that we are? Yes. Mark chapter 4. Let us read this quickly. And Mark chapter 4 and verse, verse 13. Let's read from verse 13. I mean, those of you who are... This is a parable of the sower. The parable of the sower that Jesus shared with the disciples... And from, chapter, from verse 13, he began to explain this parable to his disciples. He says, and he said unto them, know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? He says, the sower soweth the word. So we explain that the word of God is a seed. He said, a sower went to sow. The farmer took seed and he went to sow. And he says, the sower soweth the word. The word of God is a seed that is sown. Amen. I am sowing seeds into your life right now. So he says, the sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. So you see, when you sow the word, it for, there's wide variety of ground and depending on the type of ground depending on the circumstances depending on the climatic conditions depending on the things that are around the seed will determine how much fruit the seed will bring forth as it is sown so he says and these are there by the wayside where the word is sown So you see, the word of God can be sown into your life, but it has fallen by the wayside. Do you understand? He says, these are there by the wayside. Where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now this is the peace that Satan does to the word. Do you understand? Now, when the word is sown and it falls by the wayside and Satan comes to take the seed, you don't hold on to it, you don't have deep soil or you don't have ground fertile enough to hold the seed and Satan is able to come and take the seed, will it bring forth fruit? It will not bring forth fruit. There is no seed at all even to bring forth fruit. Do you see? So, Satan Acting on the word has caused it to be fruitless. Do you see? So we are differentiating the things that Satan does from the things that are not due to Satan. And so Jesus has told us, this is what Satan does. And it, it, he can only do this to the word when it falls by the wayside. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? So he says, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Stony ground who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no roots in themselves. And so endure but for a time. Do you see? So we are talking about the circumstances. We are talking about the things around the word. We are talking about the things around the word now. And we're saying that now, what is around here is a stony ground. The circumstances here or the conditions here is a stony ground. Who, when, the word have, have, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Like a lot of you. And have no root in themselves. Have no root in themselves. Such as you didn't even go to listen to this message again. You didn't build any root. Now whenever a seed falls to the ground, it has to develop roots. Do you see? It says they have no roots in themselves. Afterwards... You see, they have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the world's sake, immediately they are offended. Immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among tongues, such as hear the word and the cares of this world. The cares of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things. Entering in, choke the way, and becometh unfruitful. Hallelujah. Now this is what I am talking about. This is what I am talking about. That which Satan did to the word, the cares of this world. I am talking about cares as the things pertaining to your life. The things that you care about. That you have to have this apartment. That you have to have this car. That I need this pair of shoes. The clothes that you have put lay away. that the, 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 the job that you are applying for. That you are looking for. The degree that you want. The woman that you want to marry. Or the husband that you want to marry. He says the cares of this world. The curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Now, the deceitfulness of riches are all around you. Yes, 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 yes. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And the deceitfulness of riches, and the last of other things. What are the last of things? The last of other what? The last of nice clothes, the last of expensive cologne or perfume. The, the, last, the last for nice earring. Diamonds. The last. Mm. Mm. You go and you look in the mirror. and The windows. And you see the display of things. Mm. Mm. And then you are looking. And then you are going. You, are, you last for it. And then what you are planning is. This one it will take three. Uh, maybe three weeks of, of a time. This one. Mm. Mm. This one. You see, and you last after it. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And so, you say, you wait. I will come. And then you are going, and then the moment you get to work, you are looking for the boss, the schedule, put me here, put me there, put me here, put me there, put me me here. The last of other things. You see, now he says, they enter in, they entering in, they choke the word of God. They choke the word of God. And so, it's as if there's no word. So, the same thing that Satan did to the word, the things that you care about, the cares of this world are, are doing the same thing also to the word. And which is what? Making it unfruitful. Making it unfruitful. Hallelujah. But there are they which hear the word. It says, and these are they which are sown on good ground. Such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit. Some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100. Hallelujah. The word of God, if you receive it, you will bring forth fruit. Amen. It will bring forth fruit in your life. Hallelujah. You will never be fruitless. Amen. I say you will never be fruitless. Hallelujah. So these are the cares of this world. These are the things that we care about. So we learn that in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 29. That we need to ignore our circumstances. Because God will take care of us. I say God will take care of you. Amen. So 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 29. He says, but this I say brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they have none. That means you have you have a wife but behave as if you don't have a wife. You have a husband, behave as if you don't have a husband. I thought marriage was very important. I thought we have to put all our strength, our forces, our everything into the marriage. But the scripture says, behave as if you don't have a wife. The time is short. I must lie by my husband's side. I must lie by my wife's side. The time is short. He says, they that have wives, behave as if you don't have wives. They that have husbands, behave as if you don't have husbands. We are tired of your husband and your wife and my husband and my wife. You can't do anything for God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We are tired. Ignore your circumstances. I'm going to show you many situations where Jesus is showing us to ignore these circumstances. These things that we care for so much. Ignore them. Amen. Acts chapter 8 verse 19. No, let's Matthew chapter 8. Pardon me. Matthew chapter 8. And verse 19. Matthew chapter 8 verse 19. It says, Now, when Jesus saw a great multitude about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Does this sound like someone who was singing the song that you were singing this evening? What were you singing? You will give, I will, it's like, I will give you my lifetime. I will give you my lifetime. He says, Master, he says, Master, I will follow thee with thou goest. It doesn't, doesn't not sound like I have left everything and I'm, I'm giving you my lifetime. And Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes and the bears of the air have nests. But the son of man had nowhere to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, "Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father." <laughs> Doesn't it sound like a very important thing? Hey, my father has died. I am coming to serve God. <laughs> Let me go and bury my father. I didn't say I am not coming to church. I'm not saying I have left the church. I didn't say I have quit. I said I have lost my father. I am going to bury my father and I will come back. I know we have a camp meeting that we schedule. I made batches of my, I arranged all of these things. But I have lost my, I have to go to the funeral. You see, and then listen to what Jesus said. But Jesus said unto him, he says, Follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Leave the dead to bury their dead. Does it sound like ignore this care, ignore this circumstance, and do my work? You come and follow me and leave the dead to bury the dead. You see, if I say that to you, leave the church. You will say, "What a mean pastor!" Ah, pastor does not have feelings. I have lost my father. Look at the thing he said to me. Ah. You see, but some of you, you have lost your father, the whole church should come to a stop. We should stop the work of God. We should stop everything and we should all come. You see, some people, they have funeral on a day that we have to have some meeting. Amen. And the church activities should all stop so that we can have yeah. But Jesus said, leave the dead to bury the dead. Amen. Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19 verse 16. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is good. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep... Sorry. Yes. There is none good but one that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, Keep the commandments. Jesus is a very wise preacher. Jesus, somebody comes and says... <laughs> he says, good master. Good master. What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Simple question. Isn't that so? He say, simple question. Just tell me. And the answer, he gave the answer to him. But before he gave the answer, he said, what callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. But the question that you ask if thou will enter into life then keep the commandments he said unto him which which are the commandments what are you talking about commandments are you talking to me about commandments I have come to you to ask for something to tell me something you say you are from God you came from God you are the son of God and I'm asking you, what should I do to enter into the, com- the kingdom of heaven? And you are telling me a commandment. Do you know who you're talking to concerning commandments? Concerning doing things that are listed in the ten commandments? I, do you know who is, you are talking to? So he said, Jesus said, do the commandments. He says, keep the commandments. He says, which? You see the attitude. He says, "Which which commandment are you talking about? Is there another besides the 10 commandments? Have God made others that we don't know about? Which I'm I'm asking for something that I need to do to enter into the kingdom of heaven. You are talking about commandments." Jesus said, "That shall do no matter." He says, "Ah, <laughs> that one." He says, look at me. Do I look like someone who can commit murder? What should I kill someone for? He says, thou shalt not commit adultery. He says, what are you talking about? You are really disrespecting me. <laughs> if my wife had heard this, it would have been a very embarrassing statement. That someone of my caliber, you are talking about adultery and fornication around me. What are you talking about? He said, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Oh my Lord, and my God. And I think he began to think. I think this guy, he doesn't really know the scriptures. I thought he was going to reveal some wild revelation to me. Some key, some wild key to me. And then he says, thou shalt not bear false witness. Then Jesus began to, he said, Anna thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. He says, and the young man said unto him, All these things I have kept from my childhood. I have kept these things from my youth. What lack I yet? What do I lack? Tell me something that I lack. Something that I lack that I need you to tell me. Something that is going to prevent me from entering the kingdom of heaven. Don't talk to me about commandments. I am telling you that circumstances, they are not sin. Circumstances, they are not demons. But they can keep you from entering the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. They are not demons. They are not demons. He says, what lack I? What do I lack yet? I have done all these things. Not since I am not the kind that, you know, when I was in secondary school, I was sleeping with girls and from my youth, from my youth, I was born in a Christian home, a Pentecostal home. I started speaking in tongues when I was 11 years old and I have been fasting and praying since then. I am not that kind of Christian. I, as far as the commandments are concerned, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? He says, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, you want to enter the kingdom of God go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me in fact I tell you what shop look I'm telling you you may not have stolen before You may not have committed murder before. You may not have borne false witness against someone before. But there are circumstances that stand in your way that prevent you from doing the work of God. Amen. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. He had great possessions. Then Jesus said unto his disciples. Verily I say unto you. That a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it. They were exceedingly amazed. Saying who then can be saved? Because we too, we have left everything and from the promises, from the things that you have been saying, we are following you because we think we are going to be rich. We think one day we are going to be somebody. One day when the commonwealth of Israel is restored, we think we are going to be counted among the wealthy. So then, who then can be saved? Because we too, our eyes are on the same thing that this young man is also eyeing. am. Who then can be saved? Because we the closest one, the one that you are personally selected, we too, our eyes are on these things. We also want to be rich. We didn't leave you to become poor. Amen. We also want to be rich. What are you talking about? I left a whole fishing business to follow you. Walking from town to town. You don't have a place to sleep. We are following you because of the promises, because of the things you have told us. Now you are saying that it will be hard for a rich man. So when we also become rich, how are we going to enter? That? Who then can be saved? Who then can be saved? And Jesus beheld them. He looked at them. And Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible with men you may leave your fishing business and it may look like you are broke, you are not going to be rich. you are not going to make it, you are not going to do it but with God it is possible, so you are asking me how should I leave my circumstances and still survive around the things that are around me, it looks impossible with men, but with God all things are possible yeah. with God all things are possible I will leave my circumstances and I know God will take care of me. I will leave my circumstances and I know God will provide. Because it looks impossible in my eyes. When I look at ignoring these circumstances, when I look like ignoring my beautiful wife and she is not going to like me, it's not possible for me to do that. But I will ignore her to do the work of God. Because with God, it is impossible that I can ignore her and she will still love me amen yes I may not need to do that over time I will leave that and do the work of God But this diamond, I can still own it. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to own it. But I hear something. I hear something. He said that it is impossible with men. With men, it has to be over time. It has to be extra days. It has to be extra time. I don't know how that is going to happen. But I believe that it's impossible with men. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. I don't know how. But I know it's possible. So for that, I will take my eyes off it. And believe the word. I am not bringing the curse in. Because it says, when I bring in this curse, when I bring in the things that I care about, it chokes the promise. That says that with God, all things are possible. It chokes that promise. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And Peter answered and said unto him, Behold, the man is pouring his heart out. He says, Peter answered and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all. Master, in case you didn't know. You know, when you saw me at the seaside and you said, follow me. And I'll make you fishers of men. I was looking for a fish. <laughs> eh? I was looking for a fish. And then you said, I should leave it and follow you. And as I'm following you, I'm going to be fishers of men. So I thought I was going to be the top fisherman, Like the fishers of all men, I am on top. And when they talk about men who have fish in huge, huge storage, it will be me. So he said, look, master, we have left everything. eh? We have forsaken all. And have followed you. He says we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have? (laughs) Man. Serving God is not easy. It has not been easy for them and it's not easy for you also. Amen. You see, that is why, that is why I believe that some of us, God will bless so much. You see, now these are people who were following Christ and seeing the things that he was doing. And you are not seeing anything. And you are forsaking all. And you are following him. You could have been at work by now, doing some extra time. You could have been at work like your other colleagues, doing a double shift. Doing some extra time, but you have forsaken all and you have followed him. You have come to sit here. You have not seen anything. He said, Blessed are they who have not seen. Yet, yet they believe. Amen. He says, We have forsaken all and follow thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto him, Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, That ye which have followed me, You who have followed me, In the regeneration, When the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, Ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, Judging the twelve tribes of Israel, and everyone that have forsaken houses or brethren i'm telling you about your circumstances that you have left behind i'm talking to you about the things that are around you the things that you care about the houses that you care about the things pertaining to your life the cares of this world he says everyone who has left houses or brethren or sisters or father I'm talking about your relationship the people that you care so much about that they need you to come and have this thing with them but you say I have church and I cannot come and they are angry with you and they don't understand you and you say I am the one that is leading I cannot come for this gathering I cannot come to this party I cannot come for this naming ceremony because if I don't go the thing that needs to be done cannot be done for God Amen. He says, And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. May you receive a hundredfold as you are sitting here tonight, as you are forsaking other things that you could have done with these hours. May you receive a hundredfold by the promises of the words of Jesus. May you receive a hundredfold in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh. He says and those of you, 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 you. Everyone here, every one of you that had forsaken these things for my namesake, are you sitting here tonight for the sake of Christ? Are you sitting here tonight for his namesake? You shall also receive. Hallelujah. A hundredfold. Amen. A hundredfold. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you tonight? You shall receive a hundredfold. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, we have left all. Do not let your heart be troubled, beloved. We have left all. Amen. Amen. If you can forsake, he says, ignore them. Ignore them. He says, those who have left houses. Does it mean that you have ignored the house and behaving as if you don't need a house? Yes. Yes. You are ignoring it. You are not working as if you need to buy a house. You are not working as if you need that dress. You are not working as if you you can also, if you also will get this diamond, it will be nice. You are not working like that. Hallelujah. Can you read some few scriptures? And then we go. We are finishing, so let's just read. Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. Just bear with me. Let's finish. Today, I just will break mine. A little bit. That's all. We'll be on time. Luke chapter 14. And verse 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many and sent his servant at what time? At what time? time. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. Come for all things are now ready. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuses. Hallelujah. Our circumstances, they make excuses such that we are not able to serve God. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Anything you want to do, hallelujah. Our circumstances, they make excuses such that we are not able to serve God. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Anything you want to do for God, if you really want to, you can do it. Yes,
0: yes, yes, I believe
1: it. I'm telling you. Our circumstances, they just stand in our way, they just come in our way, and we use them to make excuses. That's why it says, Walk circumspectly, walk as wise and not as fools. Amen. You are walking circumspectly. Noticing your circumstances. Don't be as fools, but as wise. Amen. Amen. So he says, And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of land, or a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Is that a sin? The man has bought a land. The man is telling you, look, reverend, if I don't work enough to have some money to lay the foundation, somebody will sell the land. I have to build a wall around the land. As far as my situation is right now, I don't have money to send for them to build a wall. So I must work over time. So this Tuesday service is, reverend, excuse me, I can't come. This Sunday services, I can come every once in a month. I can't come every month every Sunday. Every month I will come once for you. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? We are talking about ignoring your circumstances. Ignoring your circumstances. Now look at this. He says that they began to make excuses one by one. And this is the first person. He said. He says, I have bought a piece of ground and I must knees go and see it. I pray thee, have me excuse. Now, I'm telling you that anything that you want to do for God, if you really want to do it, you will do it. Now, what time was the meal prepared? Supper time. Supper time. Now, if you have bought a land, do you need to see your land at supper time? You, I'm telling you our circumstances they stand around for us to make excuses such so that we can't serve God. Am I speaking to somebody this evening? It stand in our way such so that we make excuses. He says I bought a piece of ground I must needs go and see it. Why didn't you see it in the morning? Why can't you go and see it now? And come for the dinner. Why didn't you see it before you pay for the land? Who will buy a land without seeing it? And then you have bought it. Wow. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. And <laughs> I go to prove them. If they are healthy. I have to go and check them. I pray thee, have me excused. I'm talking about the work of God and our circumstances. And another said, I have married a wife. Hey! Circumstances. I have married a wife. <laughs> he says, I have married a wife. And therefore, I cannot come. What are you going to do with your wife? I have married a wife. We have to go for honeymoon. And I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. You see, all these things, I'm telling you, you see, they are not sin. They are not sin. Is it a sin to marry a wife? Is it a sin to buy accents? To do business? Sash, is it a sin to buy a piece of ground? To build a house, to build a business. It's not a sin. But it is standing in a way to do the exact thing that Satan will do to the work of God. Amen. So the servant came and showed his Lord all these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind and the servant said Lord it is done as thou hast commanded and yet there is room let me tell you our circumstances if we don't lay them aside if we don't ignore them we can never do the work of God we can never do the work of God I said, we can never do the work of God hallelujah the people who were able to come were the people who do not have circumstances. People who have ignored their circumstances. People who are living life as if they can also not have a home. They are living life as if they can also not have a nice wife. They are living home life as if they can also not have a business. And they came. And the Lord of the the Lord of and the Lord said unto the servant go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Beloved, any time that you exclude yourself from the, uh, from the church service, that the house of God is not full, God is not happy with you. If it is a circumstance that has made an excuse for you. Because the Lord of the house, he wants his house to be full. He wants his house to be full. Amen. So any excuse that you make, that make you not come. Oh, why did it you come? To? Oh, um, when I woke up my waist, and, um, and then when I straightened up, and I, I felt something in... Um, because you laid with your wife, and you couldn't wake up your waist. <laughs> It's not a good thing for the Lord. Amen. <laughs> and the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges. We are reading. Listen. And compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Wow. Do you see? They have not sinned. But they are circumcised. And that is a None of these men who were bidden shall taste of my supper. And there went great multitude with him. And he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, listen. I'm talking about circumstances to me. Listen. I'm talking about circumstances. The things pertaining to your life. The things you care about. He says, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother, and wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, yay! And his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Hallelujah! Am I preaching to somebody this evening? He says, And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counted the cost, whether you have sufficient to, find to finish it? Think about it very carefully. That means that it, you don't sit down and count the cost the cost, including the work of God. That this thing that I'm putting my hand to do. This work that I'm taking. This career that I'm taking. Is it going to prevent me from doing the work of God? Is this wife that I'm marrying, Is it going to prevent work of God? That this thing that I'm putting my hand to do. This work that I'm taking. This career that I'm taking. Is it going to prevent me from doing the work of God? Is this wife that I'm marrying, Is it going to prevent me from doing the work of God? This piece of land that I'm buying me from doing the work of God? Is this wife that I'm marrying, is she going to prevent me from doing the work of God? This piece of land that I'm buying, is it going to prevent me from doing the work of God? This oxen, this business that I'm entering in, is it going to prevent me from doing the work of God? If you do not count your cost first to see that this thing, this job, I am taking this job and they are telling me you have to work every Sunday. And you said, yes, sir, master. I sign it. I'm taking this career and I'm going to take this course. But the only, co- the only day that they offer this class is Sunday. Is it worth it? I'm counting my cost. It's going to affect the work of God. See, for which of you, intending to build a tower you don't sit down first and count the cost whether you have sufficient to finish it. It is only the work of God that when we are taking on something, we don't count the cost. We don't count how it will affect it. It is only the work of God that we are easily able to sacrifice. You are our, you are our, main, you are our main person that does something. You are the main pastor. And you are the main preacher, and you are taking a job, and they say, This job you are going to work on Sundays. And he says, No problem. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You will count the cost first. Hallelujah. I say, You will count the cost first. Amen. Wonderful. We'll read one more scripture, and then we can go home Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. He says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience, the race that is set before us. He says, let us lay aside everyone. Every weight. Every weight. Your circumstances, they become a weight for you. Hallelujah. I said, your circumstances, they become a weight for you. Amen. Look, the two of you come here. Helen and Jessica. Do you see? <laughs> you are sitting together. I just called the two of you. Do you see these two? So if I ask these two to run down here and come, who do you think will win?
0: Oh.
1: Who who who? Who, who, will, who will win? Why? Because she has weight. She has weight. Is it a sin? So you see, it is making clear here to lay aside every weight and every sin. Yes, lay aside the sin but lay aside the weight. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So look, so this one has a weight of a husband. She has a weight of pregnancy. She has a weight of a job. She has a weight of A mother, she has a weight of school. She wants to go to school. Okay, you put this down for now. Hold it. She has a weight of, what else? She's a wife. She doesn't even have room. Can you carry this? She has a weight of a wife. What else? She has a weight of children. Children. She's a chorister. She also, she is part of the Okwau Association of. She's a chairman. Okwau Association of She is a treasurer. She's also the financial secretary for Financial Secretary. She's also a financial secretary for the whole whole Bronx. She also is working for the assemblyman. She's doing campaign for the assemblyman. African market association of people who shop in the African market association of Do you see the way? Now, if I ask these two to run. Who is going to win? Put them down. God bless you. Father, let this not be a weight, but may it become a blessing that will enable you to serve you even more and more in Jesus' name, Amen. You be seated. He says, "Lay aside every weight and sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus." the altar and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of the god the father look we will run the faith we will run the race But we will focus on Jesus. Yes, there will be marriage but we are serving God. There will be career but we are serving God. There will be school we are serving God. We need a degree but we are serving God. We need to get married but we are serving God. We are having children but we are serving God. We are running and we are serving God. Our eyes is on Jesus. There is nothing that can deviate us. Yes I love you very much but I have to serve God. Yes I love my children very much but I have to serve God. I love my job. I love the people that are working. With, but i have to serve god looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him for the joy that was set before him we will serve god keeping our eyes on jesus Keeping our eyes on Jesus. Because we know that if we overlook this and we overlook that. With man it's impossible. But with him, we know that he's capable. With him, we know that he's able. With him, we know that he will take care of us. He will take care of you. Beloved, stand on to your feet. And let us bring to the service to a close. Knowing that Jesus will take care of you. Yes. Oh, he will take care of you. He will take care of you. He will take care of you. Keep your eyes on him. He will take care of you. Keep your eyes on him. It is challenging. It is difficult, but keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your, on him. Keep your focus on him. Keep your focus on him. He is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. Oh yes.
0: He is. Oh yes. Lord, my life is Oh yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. no will take care of you. He will take care of you. He will, he will. He will. He will take care of you. Me. Oh yes. He will be. If yes, we can focus on it, yes, he will take care of you. He will me. never never leave you. He will not forsake you. He will your way.
1: I give myself the that so easily beset us. The things that hold us down cannot prevent us from moving forward. I give myself the word that we will keep our eyes
0: on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes. I give myself the I give myself to you. I give myself away. Lord, I give my away. Oh. I give myself away that oh, So I, oh, I oh, think that we are we give you Lord I yes. give, I, give I give myself away. away.
1: lifetime I, I will give God my
0: lifetime my lifetime I will give God my life sing my life time. I would give God my lifetime, oh, my lifetime, my time. My my I would give God my life, and if I if I give all my lifetime, He will take care of me. He will take. all my life He will take care of me He will take care of me I know He will never He will never, never, never ever never let never die. never never I will give
1: Oh Father, we are thankful and grateful. Indeed, you are a wonderful God. Indeed, oh God, your promises are so sure. Indeed, your promises, they are yes and they are Amen. Lord, that which you have said you will do, Lord, we are confident that you will do it. My love, Father, if your purpose, we are confident that it shall come to pass. I will keep because your word is so true. Love, Indeed, when you said to them, "I will make you fishes of men," oh God, you meant that they were going to be fishes of men. T- and Father, even when in the last love, moment, when you showed yourself to them, oh God, and you left. My love, my he stood with the rest of them with God father he said that he looked at them he stood with them with John and James and with Nathaniel and he said it looks as if I have nothing it looks as if I have left him and I didn't get anything then I go out fishing and they all followed him and they said we go with you Lord your word says that night they toiled all night they toiled all night they brought in the curse and they toiled all night and they caught nothing and Lord you showed up again and you came again and you told them you said where is the fish that you are catching? Where is the fish? Where are the cats that you are chasing after? And they says, we have toiled all night and we have caught nothing. He says, yes, you have toiled all night and you have caught nothing because you have brought in the curse and it has choked the promises that I gave you. It has choked the promises. Lord, and your word is so true again. And when your word came in and you said, throw the net to this side of the boat. And Lord, when they did, when they threw the net upon your word, according to your word, when they trusted in your word, and they threw the net again to the same place where they have fished all night. Lord, your word says that they couldn't contain how much fish came in the net. Lord, help us to trust in your word. Help us, O God. To look upon you, help Help us to focus on you, Jesus. We are thankful tonight, we We are grateful tonight for your word. Oh, Jesus, I will give God my life. If there's anyone here tonight, you're not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Anyone here like that? Lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll just say a simple prayer with you. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is you, just lift up your hand. You want to receive Jesus. You want to be born again tonight. Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your
0: seats. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at l-c-i dot b-r-o-n-x at gmail dot com